19, verse 73, uh, Jode is the uh, section we're looking at now in the alphabet. Um, Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. They that fear thee will be glad when they see me, because I have hoped in thy word. I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right, and that thou in faithfulness hast afflicted me. Let, I pray thee, thy merciful kindness be for my comfort, according to thy word unto thy servant. Let thy tender mercies come unto me, that I may live, for thy law is my delight. Let the proud be ashamed, for they dealt perversely with me without a cause. But I will meditate in thy precepts. Let those that fear thee turn unto me, and those that have known thy testimonies. Let my heart be sound in thy statutes, that I be not ashamed. I want us to look at three thoughts out of these uh, few verses here, uh, where we can see the Lord's hand, the Lord's heart, and the Lord's help uh, in these several verses. God, I pray that you'd help us in the short time that we have left here this afternoon. I pray that you would allow us to, uh, again, learn from your word as we just take time to to continue to study through this wonderful psalm. And uh, God, encourage us and help us, I do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Here again, we see three things. We're going to look, first of all, at the Lord's hand. Uh, We see this in the first three verses, verses 73 through verse 75. Verse 73, again, it says, Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. It's important to remember that we are made with a purpose. Uh, When we look at what God, God's role in our life, God's uh, design for our life, God does not make mistakes. Um, You know, I've heard the joke of, uh, you know, you're so ugly that after God made humans, he took what he had left over and made you, uh, you know, those kinds of things. That's not very nice. Um, but uh, God does things on purpose, right? Uh, your life is not a mistake. Uh, your circumstances is not a mistake. God, God's hand is on you in, in that sense where, where you've been made with a purpose. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me, he says. And then look what he asked them, give me understanding. Who better to ask for understanding than the maker? Um, if you have children, you've received drawings before. And they hand you the piece of paper and look, Dad, look, Mom, look what I did. And you look at the piece of paper and you think to yourself, what in the world is this? You think I can guess or I can just ask. And so you say, child, it is beautiful. What is it? It's a horse. That's exactly what I thought it was. Um, it looks like a blob, but the horse has been hit. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> No better person to ask than the one who made it. Now, I've got a kid who I've asked years ago now, uh, what is it? I don't know. You drew it. Yeah. Well, luckily, God's not like that. Uh, here, the psalmist, he says, you've made me. Give me understanding. Uh, he says that I may learn thy commandments, but he understands that through what God has fashioned, God has designed, therefore God knows. And so I can go to him 
for, for, for any understanding that I need. The Lord's hand is, is here. We see as well, not only has the Lord's hand made him with a purpose, but it motivates him. Verse 74, they that, hear, they that fear thee will be glad when they see me, because I have hoped in thy word. With my hope and my confidence and my faith based on the word of God, it motivates me then to do right. No matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, no matter the hardship, all those sorts of things, it does not matter because my hope is where it's supposed to be. So it motivates me to keep going. It motivates me to continue to obey. But even with that, verse 75 comes the fact that the Lord's hand is still molding him. He says, I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right and that thou in faithfulness hast afflicted me. He says, God is still molding. God is still working. God is still shaping me into what He wants me to be. And He says, in your faithfulness, God, you've afflicted me. And again, we've kind of talked about that this morning, but the idea of, of, of enjoying affliction, uh, going through, enduring it, those sorts of things, that's what He's talking about here. He's going to endure the affliction because He knows God is faithful. And so God will use this to grow me, to shape me, to strengthen me, to help me in the long run. And that's a hard mindset to have because when I'm going through hardships, it's hard for me to go, I can't wait to see what God does through this hardship. I'm more of the mindset of, I can't wait till God gets me through this hardship. And the psalmist here understands God is molding me, building me, making me into what He wants me to be. The Lord's hand is on me. Number two, we see the Lord's heart. We see in verses 75 and 76 where again it says, I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right, and that thou, I'm sorry, verse 76, let, let, let I pray thee, uh, no, it is verse 75. Um, what did I skip before? Oh, no, it's part of it. Okay, sorry. Um, I know, O Lord, that thou, thy judgments are right, and that thou in a faithfulness has afflicted me. Let, I pray thee, thy merciful kindness be for my comfort according to thy word, unto thy servant. Love and mercy are at the center of God's heart. De depending on how you live, it probably decides a little bit of how you view God. Someone who views God as a um, harsh judge, more than likely is someone who lives, lives in consistent sin. And so they view God as this judge because, well, he judges sin. Someone who views God as loving is someone who lives with that love in mind. God does love me. Yes, I, I make mistakes. Yes, I do wrong. Yes, I disappoint. All those sorts of things, but God loves me. And so when I do those things, I go to God and I ask for forgiveness because God says He loves me so much that He's going to forgive me. And so it lives in light of that. Love and mercy is a, a huge part of where God's heart is. And he says there in verse 76, Let I pray thee thy merciful kindness, not just kindness, merciful kindness, be for my comfort. Why? Because I'm being afflicted. Verse 75. According to what? Thy word. Again, knowing God's word brings so much encouragement and hope in someone's life. The comfort that comes with knowing what God says, knowing what God promises, knowing what God is capable of, brings so much comfort into the life of the one who knows. 
And so he says, I pray thee that thy merciful kindness will be my comfort. I need comfort. God, may I see your merciful kindness according to thy word, which you've said that you will do. Instructions are, are sometimes the downfall of a man. Um, I, I, for me, if it has a picture, why do I read the words? Okay, picture is worth a thousand words. So let's just use the picture. Uh, and so I'll use a picture and I'll follow pictures. I got no problem with that. But if there are only worded instructions, I'm typically going to stray away from them very quickly. Step one, I might follow. Step two, halfway there. Step three, who needs it? I can figure it out from here. And, uh, and so that's the way I do instructions. But you can't do the Bible that way. The Bible is instructive. It teaches. It, again, reproves, rebukes, exhorts. And so we have the Scriptures here to help us and to guide us and shows us how to live so that we can be blessed, so that we can be joyful, so that we can be joy-filled, so that we can be happy. And the Bible lays out for us clearly how we can be happy, but do we follow it? We follow step one. We follow most of step two, and by step three, we're not even paying attention anymore. They can figure it out from here. But you have to understand that where God's heart is is love and mercy, which ultimately brings fulfillment to someone's life, joy, satisfaction. But I'm not going to experience that love and mercy if I'm not doing what God says for me to do, and if I'm not reading God's Word, then I don't know what God tells for me to do. There are things that are... Uh, naturally make sense that are good and bad. But then there are other things that in Scripture say this is wrong and the world will tell you this is right. You say, why am I not experiencing God's love and mercy? You're not obeying God. How am I supposed to know how to obey God? Well, according to thy word. Read the Bible. Know what the Bible says. Follow what the Bible says. We see the Lord's hand. We see the Lord's heart. Thirdly and lastly, we see the Lord's help. Man, I'm going fast today. I don't know if you know this. I only preached 33 minutes this morning. That's like 10 minutes less than normal. So, <laughs> when I'm preaching my messages and not my wife's, it goes a lot faster. I don't uh, Number three, the Lord's help. Verse 78. Let the proud be ashamed, for they dealt perversely with me without a cause, but I will meditate in thy precepts. The Lord helps us succeed. Now again, success is going to be measured different ways, but according to God's ways, success. He says in verse 78, I need your help to, to succeed. Let the proud be ashamed. It looks like they're succeeding. It feels like they're succeeding. Let them be ashamed for how they've acted. I'm going to follow or meditate, think on your precepts. God, I need your help for success. Not only that, I need your help for security and for fellowship. It says, let those, verse 79, let those that fear thee turn unto me, and those that have known thy testimonies, let my heart be sound in thy statutes, that I be not ashamed. We see this idea of security, feeling secure, having fellowship, those that are like me, those that are obedient, those that are following you, those that fear you, let them come unto me. I need some comfort. I need some like-minded fellowship. Those of us that are going through the same affliction, bring us together so that we have that fellowship and that security. I don't know about you, but 
even at my age now, I'd rather be in a scary situation with someone than by myself. So it's a weirdest thing. In my work, uh, there are times where I have to go into crawl spaces. And some crawl spaces are nasty, wet, dark, musty, moldy, muddy, whatever. For whatever reason, if I've got another technician with me, which is rare, but if I do, man, I dive right into that crawl space. Don't think twice. I'm in there doing whatever I got to do. I'm out. No big deal. But when I'm by myself, man, I'm being careful. I poke my head in, look both sides, look for snakes, look around for dangerous spiders. There's all kinds of spiders in crawl spaces, but I'm looking for the dangerous ones. And as I'm looking around, do I see anything that's going to kill me? Uh, you know, so then I crawl in slowly, then do another three or four glances around just from there where I can see, make sure I'm looking for eyeballs. Are there any raccoons down there? Uh, you know, listening for slithering, listening for whatever. And by the way, when there's snakes in the crawl space, typically they're not poisonous and whatever. I still don't want to get bit by a snake, but uh, nonetheless. Uh, but when I'm by myself, I'm very cautious, very careful, very aware. But when I have somebody else with me, for whatever reason, it's like, no big deal. I'm in. I'm out. No issue at all. It's just that comfort of having someone else there. I've got the house to myself for the next several days, uh, me and the dogs. And, uh, you know, it's weird. I'm not scared, but it's different, right? Alone in the house. It's, just, it's not the same comfort. It's a lot quieter, but it's not the same, it's not the same comfort. And I'm the protector of the house. And yet still, it's just not the same being alone. And here the psalmist is saying, God, those that fear thee, let them turn unto me. Let's have that comfort. That's what the church is here for. One of the reasons. We turn in to one another. We, we come together. We encourage and, and we support and we help. Uh, we, we, we challenge when it needs to be challenged. And we love and we, we, we are here for one another. And we need God's help for that security and that fellowship. And he closes in verse 80, looking at that stability of faith. Let my heart be sound in thy statutes for the purpose that I be not ashamed. Give me stability of my faith. Let it be confident in your word. But again, how are we going to be confident if we don't know what it says? One of the reasons why people will not share the gospel with someone else is they're fearful of being asked a question they can't answer. Some of that is based around not spending enough time in God's Word. Some of that is just natural insecurity, people's personalities. I know people who are the smartest people I know, yet they're still afraid of being asked a question they don't know the answer to. And here the psalmist saying, God, make me confident, sound in thy statutes. Help me to understand, to comprehend, to know so that I am not ashamed. Because if I know them, I will do them. That's the main, I believe, the main leaning of the psalmist here. In his mindset, again, it's given to us by inspiration of God, but, but I believe that the psalmist here has the mindset of, uh, um, I want to make sure I know your word so I don't do something that then causes me to be ashamed. Soundness of statutes, of, of stability of faith. 
God, help me to be settled and sure. And as I tell anybody, you know, if, if the reason why you're not sharing the gospel is you're afraid you're going to get asked a question you don't know, uh, you know, you're never going to share the gospel. So just share the gospel. And if they ask you a question you don't know, say, I don't know. So let me get back to you. It's okay. You're allowed to do that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all right. I do it all the time. Hey, Vince, you're a pastor. Oh, no. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I had somebody this week text me from the church and ask me a question about something. I said, I have never heard of that before. Let me see what I can find out. Did some research, asked some other people, able to help, provide an answer. You know what they didn't do? They didn't go, no, you have to answer right now. It's okay. It's a big book. And there are things in the book, and I don't mean to take, diminish what the Bible is. There are things within it that you're not going to know. But if you never read it, you're never going to know. So you've got to get into the Bible. That's what all Psalm 119 is about, the Bible, God's Word. You want the Lord's hand. You want the Lord's heart. You want the Lord's help. You've got to get into your Bible. Read it, study it, pray over it. And like we talked about this morning, let it examine your life and let it change you. You don't have to do much work. God does the work. You just have to, to do the obedience. And ask God to help you understand it better. And when we can experience all these things that the psalmist was seeking to experience here as well. God, we thank you for your word and we thank you for just the, the, the comfort, the encouragement, the, 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 the greatness that it is. And God, I pray that you'd help us to, to love your word, to meditate, to desire it. God, I pray that uh, as we do, you would help us to experience you more than we ever have. Lord, I know there are things that distract. There are things that are uh, time-consuming. There are uh, even good areas that we spend time with. But Lord, I pray that you'd help us to make time for your word. You've given us so many more opportunities than ever before with the technology and uh, earphones and uh, all these other things that can help us just, just get your word into our mind. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to be wise with it, to do it, to do it smartly and, and efficiently and effectively. And God, help us to study better, help us to understand better, and Lord, of course, help us to follow it better. Um, so Lord, we, we thank you for your willingness to give us uh, your never-failing word. And Lord, I pray that we would take advantage of it. So help us this week with the needs that we have. Provide for the needs that we have. Uh, Lord, bring us back together safely, we do pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen.